What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the Fulcrum Report here on the Comic Experience. This is Fulcrum Report 32, and we're going to do a Captain Marvel review. So <laughs> buckle in and, and get ready for light speed. We're going to knock it into 12th gear. So what's going on, everybody? I'm your host, uh, Sebastian. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Hello, everyone. My name is Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter as well. I am so happy to be talking about this. Finally, it's been a long time coming. I've been dying because none of my friends here have seen it. So like, I've been trying to like talk with them a bit, but I can't spoil some stuff. So it's, it's been very frustrating. So I'm like super happy to be here with you guys. <laughs> yeah, man. In preparation for this, I started watching all our other episodes where we talked about this. We've been talking about this since episode 11. Yikes. It's, that's crazy. What, yeah, we've been talking about this what, for a long time. What was it for the trailer or just like some... Yeah, I think like the first trailer or like the, it's the, like the, you know, the, when all the set photos came out and all the, like the first time we ever talk, saw uh, Samuel L. Jackson as a young guy. It's like, dude, like we, we've been talking about this for months. Yeah, so episode 32 now, we, <laughs> we finally did it. Um, and then uh, I also want to shoot it over to the UK. We have Crazy Uncle Harrison. What's going on, sir? Hey, 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 hey. I'm just here being crazy. Welcome back, sir. You also have seen Captain Marvel? I have indeed. Cool, cool, cool. Um, are you excited to talk about it? <laughs> I've been uh, yeah, I, I think so. I, um... I think there's a lot of things that were always going to be talked about with Captain Marvel, um, but I think seeing the movie, there is a lot of different stuff that I want to talk about. Yeah, there's all <laughs> kinds of, there's many layers to this thing, actually, um, so I'm, I'm super stoked to, to get into it. Yeah, uh, and I don't just, and I don't want, I want to make it clear before, like what we were talking about before, I don't just want to tear it down, like there's a lot of, of fun stuff that I do want to mention as well. Yeah, so real quick, before we start on anything, I want everybody to know here, uh, we are not sexist at all. We're not, you know, none of that. Uh, it, we we are just huge fans of this stuff. So if we, if you feel like we're we're being, we're definitely going to make sure to do some positive because there was some great positive. But if we do talk negative, uh, it's not because we have some like hidden. Agenda it comes from a place we, of love. Yeah, I understand. No, and absolutely, yeah, pure heartedness. And yeah, so um, just before we get in, so um, let's actually so. Oh, you went low. Let's do a quiz question. Actually, I did not forget, and I have a fun one this week. Yep. Spoiler alert, by the way, from here on out, we're hoping that everybody will have seen Captain Marvel by here, and, and you can chat down in the comments below and let us know what you think of it. So, Fulcrum Quiz Question 32. Are you guys ready for this? Yep. Absolutely. In Captain Marvel, we got to see what the Tesseract was up to a little bit in between. I didn't know that the, the Tesseract had more stories to be told, right? There are five mm -hmm. other Infinity Stones. I want you guys to tell me what they've been up to in between some of their movies. So, <laughs> I went. Uh, so each of you pick an Infinity Stone and you know Time Stone for for example, and tell me what it was doing in between you know Doctor Strange and and uh, Infinity War or whatever you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So f pick one and uh, let me know what was going on in between movies. So <laughs> cool. Let's get on. Uh, Gilbert, what are your overall thoughts of the movie? Like. Uh, why don't you just tell me, yeah, basically that and what you give it out of five? Um, honestly, out of five, I would give it a four. Like my overall things, I, I'm just going to start off right off the bat. I give it, uh, you know, eight out of ten, like B, uh, B plus. Like it's a really, I think it's a, it holds up really well. And it'll be, it'll probably go down as one of the better Marvel movies. Honestly, and that's despite the fact of all the, of all the, you know, I, it was blatantly a girl power movie, which I don't necessarily have a problem with. It just felt like, you know, you know, it was, it obviously was not for me. Like I, it was not a movie that, that, you know, was, was aiming towards me or, or my, or any like hypothetical sons that I might have or anything like that. It was definitely aiming towards the girls. 
it just yeah, felt really for kind of, like example if you watch spider-man you could definitely put your place in you know the shoes of, of a high school kid you know and, yeah and, he and has i mean all of his friends, and i mean yeah, yeah. And, and arguably that could be argued for a boy as well but i mean there are some girl characters exactly. in this one the yeah. the only boy the only actual like really like three uh boy character is is nick fury and he honestly plays second fiddle to her and and that's not a, again not a problem it's her movie but i'm just saying though i would have liked at least to flush out a little bit more than just bad guys yeah too because yeah and you were also you also made a comment earlier before the show about like how like with wonder woman <laughs> how we didn't feel so how it didn't feel so, so directed towards like a certain audience yeah. you like know? It, it didn't it feel like exclusive everybody. Like the, it had the it had the the like the badass Amazon parts, but it also had the badass parts where where Wonder Woman's working with other with dudes and you know and they're working together. They're not neither one of them is is better than the other, even though Wonder Woman is clearly the better one on that one. Yeah, I think it was <laughs> it was more of like equality almost. Yeah, Whereas it was like we're all we're all in this together kind of thing. Whereas Captain Marvel is like screw all of that, dude. I'm I'm just gonna beat dudes left and right, right. And then I'm gonna <laughs> steal this dude's motorcycle, and then I'm gonna you know I'm. <laughs> Well, day, I, yeah. I, I, hang on, Go hang on. on. Captain Marvel begins this movie in a team made major, the majority of which are men. She's being trained by a man. She then spends the entire movie teamed up in a partnership with a man. Like, there is no point where Captain Marvel's like, y'all can't handle this, it's That's all true. about the girls. Well, like, well, and to be honest, <laughs> like, like, in terms of, like, oh, I'm worried that this movie didn't give me enough, like, we've got to accept here that in, in the ten years of Marvel, like the ten years of the MCU, every woman there's been like there's been like three. So like the female audiences have been turning up to these movies and being like, right, I've got you know from Iron Man two on, I've got Black Widow, and then from Avengers two, I've got Scarlet Witch, and then I mean, maybe from the beginning, I had Pepper Potts. If you want to count that, I totally agree with what you're yeah. saying. But I mean, yeah, there's, I've but there's never, also I've talked to uh, you know hundred women about Marvel movies, and I've never once heard them ever. Yo, fan, total fans of the stuff. I, never I get it, yeah, I, and I absolutely agree. It's this is the first time it's a it's a woman hero because before that we had they were either you know Black Widow who yeah she's a hero but she's only kind of there to to be Scarlett Johansson yeah and <laughs> and then we, then we have Pepper Potts and like the uh, Jane Foster from Thor who were only there to be to be the love interest for the other for the guys. I mean I get it like there there are arguments for why those can be considered like you know good female characters but i i do see the point there i'm just saying though it feels like the only reason that jude law is there is to be like come on show me how tough you are and then her just <laughs> you know to come to the to come to the conclusion of i don't need to to prove nothing to no man and i'm uh, like uh i get come on yeah <laughs> you, you seriously didn't want to have a badass fight this. right there yeah we're gonna move on from this because there's a whole <laughs> bunch to talk about but yeah, yeah um i feel like you know some of us are feeling this way some of us may not be feeling this way and it wasn't a huge deal to me but um i think it was loud enough to be noticed for sure at least for me and yeah and, and yeah and let me just yeah. put the, let me just put this to bed right now i'm not a sexist i, I want all the any girls listening to this show you're tough. You are badass, and you know you don't. Yeah, no, you don't need it. a superhero yeah. movie to tell you that. <laughs> let yeah, me, let no, me just absolutely. put that out there right now. Yeah. No. And it, yeah, you didn't need to wait for now to hear your time. Like your time's been here. Yeah. You go yeah, for it. So <laughs> my, that's that's all I'm saying is that we, like, we don't we don't need to have those kind of messages because we already know that like kind of thing. Or at least I do. If you don't, then you know exactly. screw you guys. Here on the Fulcrum Report, we know that, and it's time for everybody to get in line. Um, okay. So moving on. Yeah. So let's move on. Um, Harrison, what are your overall thoughts on the film? And then I want to get into all the nitty gritties. But overall, what were your what's your grade out of five for it? Um, if I'm being generous, I'll give it a three out of five. Um, 
I think that Marvel have made a real mistake here because um, they've made a Superman movie for some reason um, <laughs> and just like yeah. forgot what they are. They forgot that they're Marvel. Um, I think like I I walked into the movie going, oh, what's going to happen here? And I found no, con- the only controversy I found in this movie is it's boring and it's not very well put together. Yeah, what was the whole conclusion? Because we're gonna we're gonna get into a whole bunch of stuff. But like, uh, for example, you there's a whole mystery behind Captain Marvel and, and remembering who she was. And once she remembered who she was, it didn't seem to have accomplished that much or even be that big of a deal. You want to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I I think that that's like the biggest problem I had with the entire movie is I run through the whole thing. There is like no stakes to anything in the movie. Um, there was an issue of like, you know, uh, I watch trailers and I have to keep an eye on stuff, you know, partly for this podcast and just in general. So I kind of knew all the story beats that were coming. I knew Skrulls were going to be involved. I knew that she didn't realize that she was human at some point and that she'd learn that. I knew that somebody she'd figure out her powers. But, um, mm-hmm. like all the way through the movie, every single time that, uh, there was like a, oh, and we have to overcome this, they just overcame it. And then that was it. You know, like she goes like, oh, there's, I don't know what all these memories are. And then she remembers and then oh, it's fine. It's cool. You know, I- I'll just go yeah, hang out with my old friends. It's not even like, for the most part, it's, they're not even like extremely important memories. Like, and you have like the whole crash scene of her becoming Captain Marvel and that memory is important. And then like some of her backstories of like maybe her military training and stuff. But like, uh, you just have like these weird little memories of her as a child and just being told how crappy she is and then like that had nothing to do with like she remembered that and then that's cool i guess like yeah <laughs> i don't no, understand the, <laughs> why the, the worst the worst ones uh, the worst whole bit of the movie um um i'm possibly getting a bit to this a bit early but um the worst bit is there's a moment where she's captured and it's the you know oh the the bit where maybe maybe she'll fail and she is talking to an ai that takes the form of someone that she knew previously and the ai's there going like ah you're rubbish you're stupid um and then she has a memory of being at training and she falls and there's like someone going you're gonna fail it's like but she clearly didn't fail we've just spent an entire movie establishing that she was an experimental fighter pilot and then (laughs) and then like they go like oh and your powers are limited because of what we do we've made your powers limited at which point she pulls out the thing that limits her powers just like (laughs) like like, that now i'm not limited yeah and then Problem resolved. Let's talk like, about yeah, and what? A, yeah. Let's talk about music real quick because I feel like we could just get this <laughs> out of the way. What a waste of Nirvana! Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. wanted that to kick on during a fight scene, you know, or maybe when yeah. she's waking, her powers are finally waking up. You know, hear the Nirvana, not <laughs> not during some like it was really out of place too. She was just like waking up in her dream, and then they had Nirvana just to have everybody in the audience go ah. And then, like, and then she comments on it being a good song, and then they just go on with their thing. Yeah, that's what's crazy about the Nirvana song. It's not part of the soundtrack of the movie. It's She's actually like, playing within song, that man. scene. But, like, mm-hmm. it's playing. It's being played by an AI that goes into your brain to decide the best image for you. And for some reason it was like, ah, now I'll play a Nirvana track as well. And then the AI itself goes, ooh, I like the fact that you chose to play a Nirvana track. No, you chose to play that! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, I don't know. I don't know. And it was funny, too, because I really enjoyed um, 
I enjoyed that actress. I don't know what her name was. Um, I, I, but it was funny because, like, I really, uh, spoiler alert, Captain Marvel. Um, I really enjoyed her as Captain Marvel and the pilot and the test pilot. And I really felt like all of her lines were actually delivered really strong. And, like, I, I dug her as Captain Marvel. Um, any of the Supreme Intelligence, I believe, is her other character's name. Uh, just, mm -hmm. I didn't care. I yeah. really felt like she didn't say anything important. Never was really. It felt very matrixy. Yeah, but like, but like, if you pay attention to what they're saying, there's like nothing really actually being said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just kind of there, just to be like, just kind of show you what she's up against in the end. It was weird. I don't know. Um, let's yeah, and then let's talk about the music real quick. Uh, what what did you feel? I felt, you know, I'll just get my thoughts out of the way real fast so you guys can talk. But, like, um, 90s has such rad music. And, like... What was what was the music that the security guard was listening to when she first walked up? It was not... It was just weird. <laughs> what was that? Like, I thought it was, like, Christina Aguilera, but I'm honestly not sure. Yeah, and I, when I, I flat out say, like, uh, other than Nirvana, every other 90s song that they picked was female like uh vocals uh, at least which well, isn't that and, big I mean, of a deal, and again but... it was it was obvious i guess what another point i'm making is as yeah. to where it's obvious who it was made for yeah but it wasn't even like any of the good stuff <laughs> <laughs> real quick can i can we talk about how the 90s references because in like five minutes of that film like you know she drops into blockbuster but she goes up good. <laughs> no 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 but she goes up to the security guard who's listening to like 90s music i, don't, I forget i forget which kind and then he, he points her to radio shack and she makes a little like weird ET like interstellar device with a Game Boy. I'm like, that is so much 90s. I can't, I don't even know where to begin. But like I said, it was. And then this, I think this is our first ever like 90s period piece movie. <laughs> Seriously, it, I'm it trying made me to feel, like think uh, if there has. Feel old. Yeah, and then like um, I really dig like with the aesthetic of the cars. I realized all the cars were 90s and like a lot of the technology, like the movie felt like it was set and I hate Dude, the 90s by the way. Dude, a two-way pager. A, two, a yeah. freaking two-way pager. And just to be honest, like I hate the 90s. It's the 80s with the hangover. Like the haircuts, the clothing. Uh, most of our births. Most. <laughs> I'm so happy I don't remember most of it. But like, I mean, uh. The only thing I could say about the 90s, which I was super sad they didn't get any references in, is, like, some of our cartoons and our shows, like, that was some of the best stuff in the 90s, you know, all that 90s nostalgia, our cartoons, our Power Rangers, so, like, all that great stuff, and then they didn't manage to get any of that in there to to the millennials. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, it, I mean, but it wasn't about that. It was, they, they were trying, they were trying to stay focused on... Like, if they wanted to do, like, pop culture references, it would, it would be like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And they were trying heavily to, to focus on, you know, distinguishing themselves from that. Yeah, I was okay with that. Yeah, and I was okay that they didn't focus strongly on it. But just any 90s... And you had the Fonzie box, which isn't 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah that no, was, that I, was I weird. think... Uh, Why not have, like, a Ninja Turtle pail or something? At least, like, something that would have... <laughs> Oh, dude! You know what would have been great though with that Fonzie box it, if they had the payoff is like during the fight with the, all the the Star Force if it was playing Happy Days, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have been a great payoff. What about the song that played during um, during that, her fight scene? Yeah, the yeah, No the, Doubt, the No Doubt song. Here, here, my, so why don't you tell me? Yeah, go for it. My problem with that, right? I think as well coming off of having really recently watched um, the Umbrella Academy, which is just the textbook Dude. example of how to make fight scenes with a great soundtrack. Um, Dude. 
they did it really badly. And I don't mean like, like as in like, I, I, don't, I actually thought that was kind of a cool song because I, I like that song. I like a bit of No Doubt every now and then. But um, yeah. the mix was really bad. So the music was really quiet and the editing didn't fit with the music. And it mm. just like... It wasn't like choreographed or anything either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't. This is what the like, music. Yeah, everything I find in this movie is like a real technical flaw. Like um, most of the problems, like aren't like uh, sometimes it's not even the writing. It's just like a bad filmmaker made this. Yeah, and then it was funny too because I kind of found out like after the fact it was directed by two indie film directors and it was their first time directing like a real big deal thing. And like I don't oh. know if that was the best choice to. It did feel like somebody making their first like big movie. It felt very like scenes were cut together very odd, or they'd say something and and reactions just wouldn't be so natural. Um, hmm. I guess all that the... kind of explains that kind of explains the pacing of the game movie too. Yeah, just very odd. It felt different from all the Marvel movies, as um, I'm like very familiar with like the structure of how a Marvel yeah. movie works, and it flows very nicely. And then by the end, yeah. you get to the Marvel movie. Um, you're like, oh man, it's over already. How did three hours go by? Whereas this one, by the time I was wrapping up, I'm like, all right, I I think I'm I'm okay with this kind of. I'm I'm ready. Like, so yeah, I'm ready like, for the end credit scene. Yeah. yeah. By the time of the ending, though, I wasn't sure if it was if it was gonna end, or if it was gonna move on a little bit longer, if it had some more to tell. Because like that's the thing is I'm like it had a really weird pacing, and it and it took a really weird left turn with the you know as far as the scrolls go. Yeah, let's get into that. So, um, okay, let's start with. I want to talk more characters right now. That way, we'll we'll be able to talk. So, I think did we talk enough about Captain Marvel? Do you guys want to say? Is there? I mean, I think there's not. Kinda. They don't really. They don't really drop a whole lot about her. About her, like they. We we. Yeah, really uh, quick. Just spell it out. A, like, what happened? What's the story of Captain Marvel in this movie? What I mean, what's like? She's a pilot. Yeah. She she becomes she like for like a five seconds she becomes she finds out that her that the person that she like reveres is an alien, shoots the shoots a a, a engine becomes super powered from that somehow, and then the rest of the movie she's trying to figure out why she remembers memories that apparently aren't hers but they actually are hers, so like that's yeah, kind of her whole story to- there. Yeah, and then she's on a mission, and then she crash lands on Earth, and then her mission is to, like, hunt down scrolls, yet, like, but she, she like, ends like up getting... happens upon her history? She's not even, like, really searching Yeah, like, it. like, like, in, in, like, it's kind of through happenstance and through, me, through talking with Nick Fury, she ends up, like, remembering stuff that she, and then being like, hey, you know what, you have access to stuff that, that uh, might tell me about this. Well, it all kind of kicks off with the, the scrolls. The, the scrolls seem to know already that she's human and that oh, she's yeah. from Earth, because the scrolls have, like, captured her to find out where the engine that turned her into a superhero is. And then mm, by yeah, doing yeah. that, she relives her memories. But she doesn't so, seem yeah, that she... bothered about those memories until she gets to Earth and starts talking a bit more about them. I never, I never really just felt like the memories or anything about her was, like... Or even she really cared about remembering stuff. Like, I... There was yes. never like really even a big aha moment when she like recognized her friend finally, or like it never really seemed to click. It seemed like yeah, she didn't she... really know her friend all the way. That's at true. First. And then all of like a sudden, they're... like she was like, oh, "I know my friend now." And it's like, wait. I mean, they even have that whole thing with a montage of like, "Here's a picture of you in college. Here's a picture of us on Halloween. Here's a picture of you doing all of this stuff." And she just like, there's never any moment where she's just like, "Oh my god, I remember it all now. It's all coming back to me." There's no crying, hugging, nothing like that. There's 
I, I kind of expected something like that to happen. And but they yeah, loved her friend, like, by yeah. the way, Mon- Monica Rambo or whatever her name was. One of, oh, yeah, yeah. Something she's Rambo. really cool. I dug yeah. her. You got a great emotion out of her, too. And it was nice to see also, like, a, finally somebody talked about, like, this, you know, actually what happened. She's like, I, I didn't know what the hell happened to my friend. And, like, you just totally disappeared. There was that whole element. That was really nice. And that was a very, like, small fraction of what anything was about. Nobody seemed to even care she was missing from Earth. Nobody seemed, like, there wasn't more yeah, like, on her. Was, it, wasn't what, she a member of the, the military? Say, <laughs> yeah, the file didn't say anything about her missing or dying in a crash. Or well, I mean, it, it talked about how they, they were covering it up. It was, like, a major me- uh, screw-up. Yeah. And also because it's, you know, alien contact. It's probably, like, the government's like, you know, let's just keep that quiet. Here's my biggest time. issue with Captain Marvel 2 is uh, this whole movie was basically so we know who she is once we get to um, Infinity, well, uh, to Infinity Endgame. yeah to Endgame um I don't care god 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 no please fingers crossed that she is not the solution to this all if that's what this whole thing is so we know how powerful she is I mean, so when, well well think about it though I mean I think that's exactly what it's going to be but is that, that takes it away from the guys that have been here 10 years to have yeah. this you know well I think it's going to be partially her solution. and partially Scarlet Witch because think about it, they both have they both got their powers from Infinity Stones. It kind of makes sense that they're they're going to be uh, integral to you know destroying the the Infinity Gauntlet. I'm okay if they're integral, but for her to be the all, you know, I really am I, see, I don't that, know. Like, I don't think that she's going to be. Yeah, I don't think that she's going to be the end all be all. But she's get, But obviously, Nick Fury saw some shit going down. He's like, you know what? We need another hero. What is she the best one to he the knew? table necessarily though? Like, okay, she showed up. She's super strong, but like. I mean, what, she can maybe, anything like, that Iron Man it. can do, she can do better. Yeah, <laughs> there are certain things that I, I think... I think this movie has some trouble with... It doesn't fit very well into the rest of the MCU. I think it, it's going to cause some trouble. Um, but, like, I, I'd be interested if there, was a, if there was a reveal, maybe at some point, that every time the Avengers get together, Nick Fury's been, like, hitting that pager, and she's just never turned up. Yeah, because I saw an interview afterwards, because in the thing, she's like, okay, here's my pager, don't page yeah. me unless it's an emergency, and I'm I like, saw... Yeah, interview. in that scene, I'm like, did the Jatari not count? <laughs> no, and it was funny, too, because, like, I saw an interview with Save Jackson, and he's like, yeah, she told me not to... And I'm sorry, Save Jackson, but <laughs> she's like, yeah, she said only for emergencies. We had New York Handle that had the Avengers and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, you didn't, to the point they where they nuked. brought it... Exactly. They almost... <laughs> nuked the place you would have said <laughs> that was not under control at all so like they better freaking I mean, have some sort of explanation of that pager not working yeah, or her and, not and when being the event, able to and, show up and when you want to assemble the avengers you know maybe the one who was who like kind of uh, inspired the whole team maybe call her too that's mm, another no. thing too with captain marvel She's basically, like, you find out at the end of the movie that she's, like, the inspiration for the team. Yeah, I Dude. never felt like she earned the, the, the basically, like, I don't feel like she deserved to have the Avengers see, named after her. See, that's, that's one thing that's, that's different for me, is that I love that. Like, for that, that scene to me, at the but very end... But they never end, mentioned the... it earlier, if they would have at least, like, had their call signs, like, them pilots, and be like, Avenger, you know, because come that's, in. Because, and... again, it's for, the, it's for the reveal at the end of, like, you know, Nick Fury, he writes, Protector Initiative, and we're like, wait, that's not right. Where, where did he get event? And then it shows you right where he got Avenger from someone who inspired him. And it's a chick who, who changed his whole perspective. On, see, that I actually liked. The message there that, I that Captain Marvel changed Nick Fury's whole perspective on what a threat could be. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like, I love yeah. that. I liked that, yet, like, 
like I said, it was just like at the very end. It was like, okay, here it is. Like that was a very nice way to like, but a very convenient and also like. Yeah, I I think that's. It didn't feel very. It didn't pay off for me all the way. I would have liked to at least heard it once or twice. Uh, exactly. Yeah, if that could have come up earlier in the movie, that like you know that that she was her code name was Avenger or that was her nickname, but they're just gonna go. And by the way, did you know what we used to call her? It's bad storytelling. It, you know, it's it's a payoff really? um, without any setup. Yeah, I was I mean, just I like, like dan, 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 I, like the, I mean, I feel like the setup. I, I feel like the setup is the is when you when it uh, shows up on the screen, like when it, when it, when the camera pan or shows up on the screen the first time and he, he's typing it up. That's the setup. It's a really it's a really quick setup, but there it is. Like it's I, funny, I get what like, you're saying. When I saw it that, should have been earlier like, back. Were we supposed to know that? Was yeah, I supposed but, to know? Did I see that? Did I like not remember them calling yeah. her that or seeing that? Like, did it's, they not it's flash like how, that in um, front of my face just once? It's it's this movie's rosebud. Don't you dare! Seriously, dude. Like the whole movie. Don't, think about. It. I thought about that. that. The whole movie. That picture is is blurry. That that picture in particular is blurry. The whole movie until the very end when he looks at it again and then it's clear. So yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what they were doing. It's some like kind of rosebud crap. Can we talk about Nick Fury's eye? Considering the okay, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like I said, I wanted to focus <sighs> on characters. So, why don't we just get into Nick Fury? Uh, so, yeah. Yes. Start with this eye. Go for it. Lame. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, the 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 reveal. Oh, this is how he lost his eye. Is lame. It is cheap. Yeah. I, I would have even. I I'm that. okay with the flirking, even doing it or the cat or whatever. But like, just in how it happened. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, if it was like... happening while he was trying to like get the cat under control or something, or maybe the cat goes, you know, AWOL for a moment, or like That's just it. has a freak out cat moment. But like at the very You've end of the movie, a better the... movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like imagine it, if like the, that final scene was that the Flurgan eats the Tesseract, and then there's a whole madcap action bit where everyone's trying to chase the cat, and it's all about who's got the cat, and like, can we, you know, can we get that? And you know, it's um. I'm trying to think. Whose the, the cat other movies was like this, it. by the way? It was Captain Marvel's. Was, I mean, it yeah, was Marvel's. Mar Marvel's cat. There's like Dude, that weird memory of like her remembering your, the cat. Watch what you say about the cat. I love that cat. No, I love the cat too. Yet, like, and then, and then he freaking just picks up the cat and he's like, oh. Another thing, by the way, with Nick Fury's character, I really liked Nick Fury and I liked like the lighter tone on him, maybe. But like, I didn't like that every single time that cat showed up, he turned into bubble gum. He's like, oh, it's the cat. What's up? Hey man, tough guys love cats. And then like just totally normal, huge situation, huge situation, and then all of a sudden the cat was, hey, what's going on, baby? And then like so he does the whole thing at the very end, and then it finally decides to scratch him after being like friends with him the whole bit. And then like, because <laughs> it had a yeah. stomach ache. It's like, dude, leave me the hell alone. <laughs> totally get it, but it was just like that's where you stuck it. And then you have. I also remember, See, like, uh, uh, what movie? Winter Soldier. He's like, last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. I was yeah, expecting yeah. the cat to do something, but, like... See, well, you but just I, I was expecting that to do... I was expecting that to have something to do with, uh, you know, that senator guy during during the, uh, you know, Captain America 2, when it talks about that. It's, it's in context to the guy who was running S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time. Mm. And I'm like, I thought that was going to have something to do with him, but then it, they kind of cheapened it by putting the cat being the reason. I'm glad you guys have brought up um, Winter Soldier because uh, there is a, a bit of a continuity issue. Um, namely, that in that final scene, um, Coulson turns up with a tray full of prosthetic eyes when we know from that movie that Nick Fury's actual eyeball is still in there. So, not only yeah. 
can he not fit a glass eye in that eye? But why are you bringing Samuel L. Jackson glass eyes with green irises? Yeah, right. He doesn't. Even, he doesn't even have. A, like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, and then none of the matches too, eye color. I heard, <laughs> I heard this on the internet too. It's pretty funny. Uh, in Winter Soldier, uh, Winter Soldier, when he has the, you know, they they have the retinal skin of his thing. When they go into the shield base in Captain Marvel, everything's thumb scanner. <laughs> like, yeah. Did he have them scan his crappy eye after the fact, or like, was that something oh, that yeah. was already in the system? To be fair, that didn't even make sense in Winter Soldier, to be honest. Um, yeah. Namely agreed, because, like, agreed, agreed. It, yeah, so, so I can go like that. But, but, but like, yeah. to even go backwards on that, <laughs> like, to physically show that, like, everything was thumb scanner. This, this is what I mean. Like, like, loads of stuff doesn't fit together with the other Marvel movies. Um, they went so out like, of their way, too, to go back and fill in some things that yeah. didn't necessarily even need to be felt in. And and like like um like the so as you mentioned it already, Gilbert, that, that you know there's an implication that her powers have come from the tesseract because the light speed engine was powered by the tesseract, but the tesseract is the space stone, and yeah. like it, each stone has individual properties, and the properties that she gets from that stone don't fit with the stone. And I totally, and I've been questioning this the entire MCU actually, because when you see the Tesseract for the first time, uh, or legitimately for the first time, it's in uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, and yeah. Red Skull's using it to like power weapons, which I guess is like I understand that it's like a power source, but yeah, and then you also like in um, what do you call it in uh, Age of Ultron, you have like how the the Maximoff twins were like experimented on with the Mind Stone. Yeah, mm. it gave them like completely separate. Gave super speed and then mm. like telekinesis. And I'm like totally okay. Like they explain that like oh the mind stone unlocks something in their mind or whatever. But then you jump over to the space stone and like yeah Harrison like, <laughs> like she doesn't have like teleporting powers because that's basically what that thing does right? It's a teleporter yeah thing. But right? I mean it gives her the power to travel at the speed of light because like they they do some weird like Star Trek you know where they where they jump to light speed kind of thing. At the very end of that, you know, where she's leading the scrolls out of, into the next galaxy or whatever. Really neat touch, by the way. I loved how the light speed f that the Kree used in the beginning of the movie is the same light speed that they used in Guardians uh, oh, Volume Two. Oh yeah, and the I know I noticed also the text that they use when they say like you know the C fifty eight or whatever or uh, you know Hala or whatever. That's the same text that they use in Guardians of the Galaxy. Same thing with the here. We'll nerd out for a moment. Uh, the ships also I noticed were the same sh shape shipped as. Um, yeah, it's so the, the Dark uh, Aster. Exactly. Yeah, so yep. they're all like variants of that or like early, you know. Um, okay, I want to get on to, uh, real quick, because he has such a small role, but like they brought him back. Uh, Ronan the Accuser. <laughs> they brought him all the way back to do absolutely jack. <laughs> <sighs> to do nothing. Like to be a Darth Maul hologram, basically. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's start with Harrison. Um, we've been like speculating for months Ronan's role in this, and like we wrote better ideas of how you know, or came yeah. up with better ideas of how his role would fit into this movie. And he literally did what? He he goes like, oh, ooh, I'm I'm gonna turn up, I'm gonna bomb that place, and then he turns up and he tries to bomb a place, but um, Marvel Superman throws the bomb back at him, and then he goes, oh, I'll, I'll leave. <laughs> 
I'm like, it's like I almost you know felt like Screw the movie that. he could have been the villain of the movie, and it would have made like I would have been okay with him having a huge role. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think know he has like a sad ending and not that great of a role in Guardians, but like at least fill out his story more. There's history there. Here's my thing with um with what they did with the Cree in this movie. I appreciate a lot that um the things they've done with the Cree and the Scroll in this movie have like really kind of made the intergalactic world of the MCU like more rich and like there's more going on than I would have initially thought. Um but I feel like they just shouldn't have bothered using the Cree and certainly not relating it back to Ronan. Because then it just means that, again, like there was just no stakes in this movie. You know, um... Yeah, because you know how... And you can always make that, like, Obi-Wan excuse of, like, oh, we know how Obi-Wan's, you know, story ends. But, like, I don't know. There, you, we know how Darth Vader's story ends, yet we got an interesting story about him, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I think the difference usually is, is it's like, wow, I don't know how Anakin's going to get out of this situation. I know he has to, but I want to see how he does it. Um, with this movie, they, they didn't have that, that factor. Um, but even just, just as a story, you know, like, you just walk in, and if they just used Cree, entirely Cree that we didn't know, but considering that you immediately see two bad guys from Guardians of the Galaxy, we're like, oh, cool, right, they're the bad guys. Um, oh, she shouldn't trust anyone here. Mm-hmm. Also, it's Jude Law. Jude Law has not played a character that wasn't a villain for ten years. For some reason, uh, I didn't. it didn't click to huh. me that all the... think about that. And I want to get back to that in a second. But, like, for some reason, it didn't click to me that, like the entire Kree forces were going to be bad. I knew some of the... I thought there was going to be, like, a defected group or something or, like, some sort of, like, branch off. Uh, you know, you'd have the bad, uh, the bad ones and the good ones, mm. but, like, I didn't realize that well, the entire time they were evil. Okay, well, guys, here's the question, though. Are the Kree evil, or is it just that their that they're super intelligence, like the AI that they follow, is evil, and they're just believing the propaganda? Because if you, if you watch on the Kree homeworld, if you, like, everywhere, there's all a bunch of, like, wanted posters for scrolls. I'm like, it feels like that. It just feels like they're being lied to about what the scrolls actually are. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Really think... dug the aesthetics of this of the the Kree planet, by the way. Like when that opened mm. up in the movie, I was uh, my eyes were pretty wide open. Yeah. Doing so, that stuff. so yeah. Just I feel like it's wrong to say that the Kree are evil. It just it feels more like that. You know, Jude Law, like the, the Star Force. Yeah. Maybe they're they're kind of like a little more on the dark side, and uh, obviously the the higher intelligence, the super the supreme intelligence also is. Yeah. Yeah, I think one thing that I also had about the Kree, not not to do with whether they're evil or not, um, but I don't like the fact that they are so diverse in the designs. Like, as in, so yeah, I, I think it's weird like, that... you have all the blue skinned ones, yet, like, there's humans, there's a black dude, there's a. Yeah, well, <laughs> but. It's so. Law. It, it, but it's, it's also just like, like, even like Star Force, you look entirely different in their uniforms to Ronan. And Ronan's supposed to be like a like some sort of Cree general, like commander or something. So why does he look nothing like the rest of their military? Yeah, right. It could be that like Star Force is maybe like their special forces or something. But like, and then another thing I want to point out is I remember from years ago them saying um, that we're changing the origin of Captain Marvel's story, so it doesn't. Um, it, her original story just closely matches you know Green Lantern's so much. 
And I'm like looking back to that like uh, Avenger cartoon, even when they have the origin of her in uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, never once felt like Green Lantern E to me. And for them to bust out Star Force and put her on this team of literally everybody in green suits felt so Green Lantern to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Can I just point out real quick? This isn't anything I, I don't think we can make. Like a, we're not going to go off off on a tangent on this, but. Uh, I just want to point out, you know, remember that line in the movie where she he says, like, what have you done to your uniform when she goes red and blue? And I just wonder, why is he so surprised if they have an ability to change the colors of on their uniform? Like, if that's yeah, a thing that's they can do. Yeah, that's another thing I want to say real quick is because it's funny because, like, on Reddit and, and, like, everybody's everybody's like, oh, how is Captain Marvel's suit going to change colors? To, to find out, I would have never guessed that it was just a setting on her arm. Yeah, and I guess it's, it's like a camouflage setting or something, but, like... And I love the but Easter eggs, never, by the they, way. But they way. never go. But they never change it for any reason. Like they're on a sand planet where they where they actively stand <laughs> out, and they never change. They yeah, totally should have turned into sand camouflage or showed that once. But it, I like literally had no idea she was just gonna be like. And then what about how like the little girl totally knows how to work the the right, device she just on knows her how to Do it with no with no issue. And it's not. She's not yeah. even like a millennial. It's not like she was born with an iPad in her hand. I think the the whole movie is quite it's quite hand wavy about like how anything works, um, and sometimes I'm fine with that because sometimes we don't need to have a big explanation of stuff. But I think there's that bit where they go, "We've got to go to space. How are we going to go to space?" And this scroll guy with access to no tools just goes, "I'll turn that plane into a spaceship." And like, yeah, right. okay, and it happens in like a day, or like an afternoon. They have lunch and it's like done. Like in a barn, yeah, in a barn with like a toy. Yeah, and, and at this point, like, it's established it that he is a refugee, like an intergalactic refugee on the run. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's get into the okay. So I think we're done with with him. Let's get into the scrolls a bit, because like it, I didn't mind the whole twist of them being like the good guys of the movie. Hmm. Yes. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, I dug that. that. I was really good with yeah, that. Just like all the the scroll scenes before that felt like very like odd. If I could like, I I couldn't like put my finger on it. I I like I wasn't sure what was going on. And you have this whole scene of like the the him like infiltrating Shield as this character, and you never even saw that character ahead of time. And like I don't know, he, I, I, don't I don't know. I he just seemed to like I'm I'm here. I'm in disguise. As, oh, they came on the beach. I remember that. Yeah. And then like and then, I don't know where they're just whole, they're like, scene. Yeah. And then he was like just within Shield all of a sudden, and like he copied Coulson and stuff. But I don't know. All of a sudden he was just the dude. We knew he was the dude the whole time. There was no mystery behind that, which I guess was fine. Yeah. The, see, the mystery was that like the, they tried to make it seem like the scrolls were the bad guys, and that it was going to make it seem like a who's who of. But then, when you actually got to the movie, it was like, halfway through the movie, they were like, nah, dude, the scrolls are the good guys. And that really, that threw me. That threw me for a loop. But it was, it was, a, it was a welcome change. When you find but, out Talos, yeah. is, Talos is a good, that's his name, by the way. When you find out Talos is the good guy, why does he walk out with the shake? I was so confused. <laughs> because it, it, it's funny. I, mean, like, it, I, I, remember, it I remember when I was in the theater. I mean, at least I remember when I was in the theater, he walks out with the shake and he does the whole, and everyone in the theater around me started laughing. I'm like, what, what's funny here? I don't, but I guess, I was it's, like, I guess why does he have that? Why is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> this like, <is> so weird. <laughs> like it, it, it feels to me like that was, I feel like um, when the Blu-ray comes out, there's going to be a deleted scene. There's going to be a, a scene where 
the scrolls stopped off at McDonald's to have the Mulan <laughs> Szechuan sauce or something. Um, and it'll explain that. Yeah, you eat, like, it easily could have just needed a scene of them trying Earth food and, like, him just being, like, obsessed with Earth food or something to have him show up with a shake. But, like, I, I just, it was weird. They were even inside of a home. It's not like he showed up with a glass of lemonade or anything. It was, like, it was the, you know... A yeah, the middle of nowhere. Milkshake. Like, a swamp in Louisiana. And it's with, like, like, ah, a, cool. With a paper straw, drinking out a styrofoam cup. And I'm like, what is... Why? <laughs> How? When? <laughs> I, uh... Why is this happening? <laughs> I do. I, I had a very different reaction to uh, the beginning of the scrolls, like and when they were turning up. Because I, I admittedly, I think the, you know, this is like one of those um, personal taste. Uh, I've got a personal bias towards this, but I love shapeshifter shenanigans. Like so, all yeah. the stuff when they very first arrive on Earth, and you know the like punching out the old lady on the train and trying to keep track of who they've turned into. I, I like that stuff. Like, uh, I really enjoy it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I totally love that shit, too. But it felt like it fell by the wayside. Like, it did. Like, quarter through the movie. Yeah, yeah it was like, You okay, are that's... absolutely right. And then the, <laughs> the scrolls are just scrolls for ages. And, like, and I know you spent a lot of money on makeup. And they're screen accurate, which is great. But, like, mm. they didn't even bother to even use the element of them being scrolls to somehow have a solution in the end of it. It's just like, no, we're scrolls and we're here and we don't really need to shapeshift anymore to even be a solution to the problem. Yeah, we'll just go to the next galaxy. <laughs> um, and, it was, and then I want to ask you guys, because I've been hearing some people, like, talk about it. Um, there was a line in the movie that, like maybe gave me the answer to this question but now seeing that the scrolls were a good guy did this take away the ability to have a secret invasion movie somewhere like that totally it, now yeah. coming out of captain marvel i'm not like even wondering <laughs> which, if nick fury's a scroll anymore yeah, or captain which, Mar or captain america that took that away from me <laughs> yeah which i wanted to talk about that is that really bummed me out is that now that the scrolls not only is are they good guys, but their entire race is now gone. Like they left Earth, so there's not going to be a secret invasion. And my idea for having the the Fantastic Four seems that much less likely. And, and just, they did I'm, have that throwaway yeah. line. Like I said, I mentioned this a couple seconds ago. Uh, there was that throwaway line of like, um, what did they say? I think he said they mentioned something about there being like there's thousands of or there, we're on like thousands of planets or something. So I can definitely get into the the mindset of like, oh, one so they of might, these. They might make a reappearance someday. But yeah, and there might be still. an evil group of it. Just how like Earth, we're not entirely good or evil. You know what I mean? So like, fair, fair enough, fair enough. I'd be uh, interested to see. I, I'm I'm definitely wondering whether the movies are going to start from this point on. Whether this marks like a change. Whether that yeah, you know, they're going to start um, making their own storylines. And like like something that could be really interesting is that we now have um, you know Captain Marvel off helping the Skrulls find a new home, and we know that we have uh, the Asgardians, an entire society, that are drifting space looking for a home. So whether th those two solutions are going to tie up together at some point would be interesting. Yeah, and then it was interesting too to this is kind of like our third cosmic movie because you have the Guardians, you have Ragnarok, which I also count as like one of the cosmic movies, or at least like halfway. And then this is, like, our third one. So it's interesting to take a peek on, like, because I keep hearing them say, like, oh, after uh, Endgame, we're going to split, you know, the MCU down the middle. You're going to have the Earth-based, you know, heroes, and you're going to have, like, these intergalactic stories. So it's, like, interesting to see 
what the world you know the sci-fi version of everything kind of looks like and the continuity yet like it's also kind of scary to see what it looks like when it's handled by like you know a different director <laughs> um okay let's see okay so we we talked talos we talked um what yeah jude law he was there he, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the mentor, and and you'll never be good enough. And but I, like I kind of like you, and then I'm gonna come pick you up on a planet, and then I come to show up on the planet. Yet literally can't do <laughs> against her. By the way, mm. it didn't really occur to me how powerful she was and how much he didn't matter until she like left him in the shuttle on planet Earth and was like, I don't care about you right now. Stay here, and she launched up into the atmosphere. At that moment, I was like, kind of clicked to me how much of a of a non-threat he was this whole time, you know, <laughs> and yeah. how much everything is a non-threat to Captain Marvel now. <laughs> I think I, they had a real problem with like, I think they were trying to go with a thing of like, you know, what do you do to someone so powerful? You have to like control them emotionally. And so that's why he's always like putting her down at the beginning of the movie and he's like, ah, oh, you're out of control. You know, you can't control those amazing powers you have. And that would have worked if that had been a problem for her at any point ever. Like, at no point in the movie does she lose control over her emotions and do something bad. Like, this was saying, or, or that it ever really seemed to be a problem with her. Because he's like, first of all, I also want to say there's some, like, definitely cringe lines. Because like, I think there's that whole thing. He's like, your past is holding you back. And she's like, you don't know my past. I don't even know my past or something. And it's it never even seemed to be really an issue for her. Like they mean they were talking about how much of an issue it was, but yet to her it was like no big deal. It's just like oh, I have these like little scratchy memories, and I'm kind of curious about them. But like I, she and then she, she never really even sought it out. Like I said, it was just kind of like she happened upon it. It wasn't even like a journey for her to to remember who she was, or like even she didn't really even care to find out who she was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, uh, yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah. they it's, pointed it's it like, out a ton. Yeah, I mean, we already went over this, but yeah, like, um, it would have been good if, even if just like when she find, found out that, you know, she had a different life, if she was, you know, like, what? I can't believe that. You know, I've based my entire life on being part of this planet and being part of these people. But she just rolls with it so easily. Yeah, she was gone six years, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think I think th this is the the problem. Like part of the reason why I give it a low rating, I think, for this movie is that like the main character doesn't care about what happens in the movie, and that feeds through to me as as someone in the audience. I, I don't care either now. You know, like she seems fine. Um, well done. Mm -hmm. And I, I, there were definite cringe moments from her. And the scary thing I heard was that this movie was filmed after Endgame. So, like, wait, I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, this is our first look at Captain Marvel. You know, let's give her a little bit of a break, too. Um, and then, like I said, Joe and Anthony Russo might, like, totally write her different. And, like, she might, act, you know, might just be the writing. Mm. But, like... I was like, okay, this is her first shot. I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna give her a break. This is her first movie. You know, we didn't even like Thor that much when he first showed up. To find out that she actually filmed this after Endgame, I was a little scared. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was her. Cause it was funny. Cause I even heard her be like, oh yeah, it gave me time to find out who my character was. I got to be get you know more into the role of Captain Marvel. I felt more comfortable with her. I was her more. I was like. There was nothing 
like what did you get into and like what am i going to see in endgame and what am i going to see in future sequels from you <laughs> like, yeah, i guess we'll have to find out i guess we have to find out um have to pay the 12 bucks to go see <laughs> yeah and i totally will i'm totally anything with that by the way to, uh, i i wanted to mention two things real quick that don't really have anything to do with anything uh first of all did you guys notice that the movie was like visibly dark <laughs> Like the whole kind time of. I was watching, I was like, "What's like?" There were there were major scenes, and some of them like were okay to be dark, but there were some scenes that were so darkly lit during like some of the ma the ending fight scenes, where I'm like, "This literally for an end fight scene needs to be way brighter." Like I'm I can't see what's going on. This whole movie is very dark. And I mean, like, yeah, that fight. That I don't fight know on if the it was just a technical was... scene with my with my yeah that too just dark. Yeah. I mean, one I thing that I thought like, was good about the the fight on the Skrull planet was I was like, hopefully this is what a Halo movie will look like. <laughs> I totally dug that that stuff, by the way. And like I said, I love their technology. I like to see a bit of like the squad action. I like to see all their different weapons and the rules. Um, like mm. I felt like it worked, and like that whole intro scene was good. But oh, yeah. like I felt like it didn't never really like amount to anything after that. Yeah, you know? I, I I it was just it was just a bunch of cool scenes. That's kind of what the movie seemed like. A whole bunch of, like, nice ideas. But never really anything that seemed to be, like, truly fit together. It's almost like your mom made you a, ca you know, a, a Avenger cake for your birthday. And, like, you can tell she tried very hard. And you can tell who all the characters are. But it's not, you know, you know Duff Goldman didn't make that. <laughs> it Basically, reeks of a, script, of a script that was rewritten over and over again. You know, like it's, it feels like at some point there was a draft where the entire movie was just a buddy cop movie between um, Captain Marvel and Nick Fury, and it would have been really funny and really cool. But they didn't want to do all that, so they pulled a bunch of stuff out and they left some stuff in. And then, like at one point, most of the movie was going to be in space. It was going to be about hanging out with uh, the Star Force. But they were like, no, we've got to get them on Earth for the continuity. So they took a bunch of that away, but they left some bits in. Um, and then this is the kind of we 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 got random patches sewn together and then from here on out when are we ever what's the challenge to captain marvel here on out like you know what i mean i saw her just show up at the end of the movie which is fine you know but mm. like to what do you what else is there for you now what's to not stop you from literally obliterating every single ship or for somebody in your next movie to give you a weakness mm. You know what I mean? To basically have that Superman situation where it's like, oh shit, Superman's so strong, we rid our, wrote ourselves into a box where we need to create kryptonite now to you know make it more interesting. You know what? Dude, oh my god, that's something I noticed about this movie, is that it's it's unlike all the other Marvel movies in that, you know, look at like Mar uh, Black Panther, Iron Man, Captain America, even Thor, all of their bad guys are basically, you know, it's still them, it's someone on their level. But Captain Marvel doesn't have that. She she is like she is like the, the the head honcho. Like she's you know destroying ships left and right. She's punching dudes. Launching at the light speed. Yeah, even Just when she, like even when her hands her... are like even when her hands are bound and she's not even able to like do anything, she's still beating everyone up. I'm like, dude, she has no equal. That's kind of the thing about that is that, and that's that's cool and all, but yeah, right. She is Superman in that nothing can stop her. Like she can't like no one can like it's kind of a futile attempt to stop Captain Marvel because she has no equal. 
Like, there's no one with her powers. Now writing a future sequel, it's like the only villain you can have her fight against is like a Captain Marvel, basically. You you need another Captain Marvel. But then then only she could fight that person because otherwise any of the other Avengers go up against that person, they're screwed. Hmm. And then you also have the whole thing of like, or you can make her weaker. That's another thing I was thinking because you had that like prohibitor chip on her. So like... But you can't do that yeah. again either. So, like, who knows? Maybe, maybe her powers just start to burn out because she's losing energy. I don't, I don't know. It could be something that happens within Endgame because we don't know what they're going to do with the Infinity Stones at the end of Endgame. So it could be that mm-hmm. something that we do using those restricts or diminishes her power. Um, either that mm. or yeah, maybe she, she fights Galactus. Movie, she has to, like... I was just say, yeah, you're right on the money with that. Or like, maybe she, there's a moment in Endgame where she needs to really use a ton of her powers and maybe spends it up a bit or something, and yeah. which she maybe needs to, where she can possibly gain those back also, but it's gonna take some time, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd, something to make her. Captain weak, Marvel's otherwise... not very interesting of a character, and I just want to yeah. say that because I, I, um, I collect comic books, and like I bought her. I always buy like number ones, and I bought. And if I like the number one, I will continue. For like example, I got the the Miles Morales Spider Man, um, and I picked that up because I just knew it'd, it'd be worth something one yeah. day, hopefully. <laughs> um, read the first one, and I was like, oh, cool, I dig this, and I've now continued to read the series. Uh, Captain Marvel, I read her book, and I was like, nope, done. I, I'm not doing this. This is just a piece yeah. of cl- in my collection now. Like, and I kind of feel like that with this movie. Of course, it'll be a piece in my collection in the movie. But um, I, I'm not excited to go run out and see this right now. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, I could literally watch a hundred times and never get sick of. Like, I don't know why. And it's it's funny too because it's like the th- normally for for me, I can't like just watch the third one of a movie over and over again. And, like, for it just to be that good all on its own, um, I'm, I'm just Captain Marvels. I'm not excited to go, like, I'm not running to go rewatch it again. I, I dug Ant-Man and the Wasp better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, mm-hmm. my excitement level of, they didn't do what I guess they were trying to accomplish. See, and, and, yeah, and I think it comes back to what Harrison was saying, is that there's no stakes in this movie. And that's just, that's what makes the movie, like, it's still a good movie and I still enjoyed it. But that's what makes it slightly less than is because there's just no stakes to it. It is funny too because we talked about Wonder Woman and like uh, it was funny. My first time watching Wonder Woman, sat there in the like first five minutes with my arms crossed. And I'm like, okay, I because I don't like Wonder Woman that much. Like I've just never really dug that character. And I'm like, okay, I have to sit through this because uh, I literally watched it the like hours before I went and saw Justice League. So I was like, okay, I have to get this out of the way. Um, sat there with my arms crossed, and then, like, before you knew it, I was, like, really digging the movie, and I was like, I don't know what I was, like, ready to be all grumbly about, and they made me like Wonder Woman, to the point where, when she showed up in, uh, Justice League, uh, in the, in her opening scene, where she's, like, standing on top of the, of the, like, bank or whatever, whatever the hell that opening scene in Justice League is. Yeah, uh, you're just like, yeah. They played the, yeah, the music's playing, and they're like, and she shows up, and I'm like, oh my god, it's, it's her. And I'm like, cool, she's cool now. Thank you, DC, for making me like her, because I've been dying to like these characters. And, like, I, you know, it just takes the right writer to do it. And um, it was the same with Captain Marvel. I've been, I've, I really dug her in some of her older stuff, like like I keep mentioning um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I loved her in that. 
And um, from then on out, I just haven't really dug Captain Marvel too much. So I was like super stoked for this to make me excited for her in Endgame. And I'm just, I don't care. There's that other thing I wanted to mention, but I can't remember. Other than like the cringy lines, because there was that one line in the movie that just didn't get delivered well at all. Even my girlfriend looked over at me and she was, she said, what? Because uh, when she has the things on her hands and she looks over at the guys and is like, hey, any of you guys know how to get these off? I guess mm. not. But it was just flat. Just yeah. Like, I don't know. It was There were many moments in the movie was like, where I was like, was this where you wanted me to laugh, Marvel? <laughs> yeah that that happened all the time there's loads of like banter between characters like like that scene where uh very she, forced yeah that scene where like she's testing nick fury to find out if he's a scroll and you know th they're asking stupid questions and all that sort of stuff i'm like it's nice enough but it, it just isn't funny like you know i feel like they're trying super hard to get me to like her too when i would just like to like i want her to shine through all on her own instead of you like yeah, I, giving me these like quippy commercial lines. I think this is it. I, I think like um, they they made a I hate this term, but they made a bit of a Mary Sue out of out of Captain Marvel, like because like you know she superpowers are like she's the most powerful with the superpowers, and then like with her character, she's just like she's fun and she's up for anything, and she'll always say yes, and she's brave and she never quits. You know, like she's great at karaoke and she loves kids, but she also knows how to drink and she plays video games. But also, she does have at times when she likes to sit down and drink a tub of ice cream that's been in the microwave. It, it was like <laughs> Captain Marvel is you, everything you, you want her just... to be. Yeah, what, where's her weakness? She never, she didn't have a weakness. And, you know, it's okay to show your weaknesses. It's okay. What are we, it's, you have to, like, overcome it's, something. Uh, I hate to bring it back to this thing, but, dude, it's because they were trying to send that message of of women don't have to be, you like, don't have to admit that they're weaker than men. Like, there's none of that it's nonsense okay. of women being there's weak. There's no weakness even in showing that you have uh, obstacles in your life or something yeah, that's, that's a, holding you yeah, back. Yeah, something, something, that, something that actually can, can stop you. Like, we all have something that that's, can stop us. It, something it to prove also that you could be stronger than what you already are to overcome something, you know what I mean? Exactly. To, to show your strength through overcoming an obstacle not just being like nothing just nothing matters nothing stands in your way exactly no, but deal. but with that that's why captain marvel is in this in this particular movie that's why she has no equal that's why she has no weakness and that's why she's able to like over like everything is just a, set, a series of her overcoming literally everything is because that's the message they were trying to send to to girls is that that's that's what they wanted to tell people is that they said that's what you that hey guys this is what you can do you can. And I'm like, and, and I'm not, and I'm not saying, and again, I'm not that. saying that's, they can't. Yeah. But no, and that's but, the neat thing about it is like you can do all this stuff, girls. Yeah. Like, but without, but but in, but in doing, in doing that through a movie, and in, in th showing that message through a movie, it gave us this. I, I think it's slightly different. I think it's that, I think they wrote a script, and then they were like, the thing we don't, we don't want anyone to criticize us. So I think there was probably the, the character probably did have flaws at some point, but they were like, we don't want anything that someone could go, you did this badly, you messed up the chance to make the first, you know, uh, woman-led Marvel movie by giving her this weakness. That was a problem, and they were like, we want to avoid that. So as a result, they made someone unbeatable. I just, yeah. you know, and I totally forgot about it, but like, like I said, Jessica Jones, I think, is a great example of a female character who has been through some serious, you know what, and she came out on the other side of it yeah and she's powered her way through that and um you know they they have moments of her wanting to give up and run away 
but uh she never stops and she she isn't selfish either and like i just really dig jessica jones and her her whole story arc and how much she has to overcome compared to captain marvel who has to overcome some kind of a-holes in her life <laughs> yeah who has to has to overcome a jerk in a bar being like you know why they call it cockpit it's like dude I think just, just go yeah. kill yourself. I think this is my problem with the movie was that yeah, are she, we really that bad as males? No, 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 no. The the problem was that she already dealt with those guys. Like all these like examples that they brought up, she handled yeah, right. them really well. Like like I said about yeah, I think um the, the problem with her training, she completed her training. She proved them wrong. She didn't put up with anyone's BS in a bar. She dealt with stuff on her own. She didn't. So, in terms of the story, when that gets brought up right at the end, it's like, well, but of course she can be a superhero. She's already proven that she can deal with those issues. You know, like, uh, the Supreme Intelligence brought up like, see, look where you failed. Like, I clearly didn't fail. I clearly dealt with that. She shouted at her dad. <laughs> she, she, like, won an argument with her dad in one yeah. of those flashbacks. And then each time, like, it showed her getting up, I'm like, she, she showed that she was tough several times, and I'm like, they like they hammered it home like the same multiple this multiple times where she showed she was tough. They cut that each of those parts up and then put it throughout the movie to really hammer it home. And I'm like, yeah, it's funny we, that we you said it. that. Yeah, another thing about and uh, like hopefully we're not upsetting anybody or like even anybody on the show. But like um, another thing that's hard to remember too is like I'm having bits. I'm having hard time remembering bits and pieces of this movie because her memories were so fractured. Also, <laughs> yeah, it, like, it, it was really it was like, really cut up. Yeah, it needs to be that movie needs to be defragged. Basically, <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> because yeah, it's just like kind of spit all over, and I'm not yeah, and I feel like maybe part of my faults of like my complaints of the movie that totally are explained are just me not remembering so much, or it wasn't so cohesive to where I could like some movies I can write out from beginning to end of how the movie happened. And, like, for this one, it was so scattered that, like, there's some parts of the movie where I'm like, where, when did this happen? When did she overcome this? When did she notice this? When did she remember this? When did this important memory have something to do with the story? I don't remember, really. <laughs> you know, I'm sure <coughs> that certain memories of her do pop up in, like, integral parts of the movie, but I can't remember, really, <laughs> of, like, which <laughs> memory was attached to which scene in the movie. Um... I don't know. Uh, real quick, I want to give some shout out. Uh, who Doug Coulson? Coulson's, I love him. Such a small role. I think he was just there to be there, but like, I love the guy. He's actually yeah. It was, it was cool. It was a cool. It was cool to see I, I like how he shows up. He's like, uh, "Sir, I'm. I've gathered all the evidence, but where is everyone?" And they all just <laughs> left him. <laughs> like that oh, was pretty fun. That was my favorite line in the whole movie, actually, because it was so Coulson. Uh, if you ever watch like Agents of Shield, he just has some of the he just delivers them so effortlessly. Uh, some yeah. of these lines where like it takes a second for me to like register what he just said, but like after it like finally clicks, I'm like laughing so hard. Uh, but yeah, that scene where he's like, "Hey guys, I'm still at the Radio Shack. Where is everybody?" so Coulson so like perfect it was great I loved it I was laughing that was the moment in the movie where I was laughing so hard and minutes after too (laughs) it was pretty great great. yeah uh I love him he's a great actor and he could just deliver those lines so effortlessly and then I just want to shout out the uh the goose part where you know the whole the the whole movie I thought he was going to be a scroll and I honestly thought that was was going to be the payoff it's like he was a scroll spy or something like that but then it turns out that he's like some tentacle monster and he like eats like four dudes like that. 
like I was I was not expecting that at all, and I loved that. That was probably my favorite part of the movie. Like the cat just like eating all of the all the other aliens. I'm just like, dude, that's awesome. I want that cat. It kind of made me wish I was watching Men in Black, right? Can I um? Like, I, can I give a shout out to Marvel just slapping DC across the face with you can't CG out one mustache without it looking horrific. We CG'd 25 years off of Samuel Jackson. And Coulson. And Col- and it actually looked good. Yeah. It looked really, really good. I swear to Jesus, there was moments in the movie where I'm like, because in Rogue One you can kind of see like, uh, you could see some funkiness. And even like some of the past Marvel movies, I saw some funkiness. So I was like, whoa, this is a ballsy move to do de-aging the entire movie. So, like, I was staring intently at the faces a couple times to, like, see if I can notice anything. Not once did I ever notice one indiscrepancy. Like, great, 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 great. Oh, it looked incredible. I loved it. I think, like, maybe Coulson's skin looked, like, a tad too clean and smooth. But, like, that's just to show that he's younger, I guess. But, like... Damn. I couldn't stop noticing his chin. Level. His chin was gigantic. His chin. Okay, thank you. His chin. Okay, his jawbone, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, just a, just a okay. gigantic jaw. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering see, if that was me. See, I, I was looking at his hairline. Anything. I was trying to look at his hairline and see if I noticed anything there. But Okay, I, I did notice you say the jaw, but I, then I was like, oh, is... I was kind of wondering what was going on with that, but I was wondering if they just gave him, like, a younger jaw or something. What was the deal with that, actually? It, it might just be that that actor has a particularly powerful jaw, but you don't notice it as much, like... Um, with maybe this, the haircuts they give him, maybe the haircut showed it off a tad more or something. I mean, he normally has short hair, too. I don't know why that was... I did notice his strong jaw, and maybe <laughs> that's just what younger Clark Gregg looks like. I didn't realize that, like, jaws are a thing that go with old age also. Well, I think it's more that, like, it's more the neck. If the neck changes, it makes the jaw look different. So, like, they probably, like, tightened his neck uh, up so you notice that yeah, jaw a lot more. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because he probably has, like, a 50-year-old dude neck. So, yeah, they maybe they did mess with that a bit, and that's what kind of threw everything off. But other than that, like, I really didn't notice too much, and I thought it was pretty spot on. Cool, cool, cool. So I think we got the most out of the way. Um, Any final thoughts on the movie for you, sir? Uh, Gilbert, um, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, overall, yeah, it may not, it may have its flaws, but so do all the other Marvel movies. So I, I enjoyed it. I think anyone who enjoys Marvel movies, you know, who like the the hardcore fans, I think you guys will too. So go check it out. Right on, right on. Thank you, Gilbert. Uh, Harrison, yep. final thoughts on the movie? Like I said, I, it's one of my least favorite Marvel movies. Um, it is by no means a bad movie. Um, and I, I've known a lot of people who've gone to see it and have just loved it. They just it's hit all the right buttons for them. Um, and also, I want to see the sequel to this movie because Marvel have proven already that they are willing to fix stuff. They will go back and you know make stuff better. And a lot of the franchises didn't hit their stride in the first movie. Here, here. Yeah, no, absolutely. My final thoughts on the movie. Um, I enjoyed it, yet it for like every Marvel fan at home or like maybe the casual Marvel fan at home. It did feel like one of those movies that are just kind of, like you just have to kind of knock out of the way, um, at least to me. And then also just felt a tad like underwhelming. I felt like I almost watched a couple episodes, uh, like really expensive episodes of like Agents of Shield, maybe, uh, where compared to like a you know a Black Panther movie or a, the I don't know. It just felt like the movie didn't feel extremely excited to be a Marvel movie. 
and when normally you know you, you watch thor ragnarok that movie is excited to be a marvel movie it's excited to be in space it's everybody's excited to be there and uh i only felt like half of everybody was kind of really stoked and having a great time so all right i think we're gonna move on uh fulcrum quiz question 32 yeah <laughs> my lord how have we made it this far okay are you guys ready mm-hmm Okay, yep. Fulcrum quiz question two. We got to see how the Tesseract took a little journey in between some of the movies. We didn't know it took a journey on. So the quiz question this week is, tell me a little journey that one of the Infinity Stones took in between uh, some movies. So, well, like something we didn't see, basically. So started with Gilbert. Give you give your Infinity Stone and, and what happened. Okay, so this takes place after uh, uh, Captain America, the, the first Avenger. It's after uh, a Red Skull. He gets sucked into like you know that weird portal, and he goes to the where the Soul Stone is. Yeah. Okay. So what happens is basically he for like from that whole time, like the whatever the eighty some odd years that it takes from you know First Avenger to Infinity War, basically the Soul Stone the whole time is just sitting there, just like come and get me. Nope. Come and get me. Nope. <laughs> and just it's just teasing him the whole time, just messing with him. And and the one time and like basically that's just eighty years of of it uh, getting like that close to him grabbing it and then being like nope and like then and it actually having like a or whatever basically and it, and I imagine just like Ryan Reynolds' voice just taunting him the whole time. <laughs> hey, come over here, big boy. I bet you want like, some of this. You want to grab me? Yeah, I know you. Come on, put your hand. You you know you want. Nope. And that's the whole thing. That's just like the just eighty years of that and just Red Skull being like, oh, damn you. I want to see like it's my, it's a terrible through German the accent. decades, just him like aging from the stress and like frustration. Yeah, that's that's why he becomes a ghost. Is just like he he's like like he dies and just ends up haunting that place. I was gonna say he kills himself, but we can't. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why why not? He goes he goes uh, he, yeah he kills himself and then he ends up having to haunt the place as his as his recompense. I dig that too because I, I it was funny because like seeing that there was like a side story. I went back to like each individual Infinity Stone. I was like, I wonder if there could. And I totally thought about the Soul Stone and like maybe who tried to uh, obtain it at some point. Or yeah, just literally Red School just throughout time not being able to. <laughs> I dig it. Go for it, Crazy Uncle Harrison. What do you got for me, sir? Okay, so uh, I am looking at uh, the Mind Stone. And uh, the Mind Stone, as we all know now, was encased within um, <clears throat> Loki's... What would you call that? A spear? Yeah, a scepter? Like yeah, his yeah. scepter. There you go. In his scepter. Um, but that scepter, uh, you know, wasn't always Loki's. Um, and originally, that scepter uh, was created by Thanos as part of his thing, because he was like, uh, he, he got hold of the Mind Stone, but he didn't have the gauntlet yet, so he couldn't do that. So he, he was able to get it into the scepter, and he goes, right, well, I've got this handy thing now that, you know, like, changes people's minds. And until Loki came along with a plan, and, like, where he needed to take over people's minds, there was, like, nothing to do with it. So largely, um, all Thanos did was he used it to get out of parking tickets, and just, like, get into clubs that the bouncer didn't want to let him in. You know, so, like, he just kind of, like, he kept it, like, in the trunk of his car, and then he just sort of come up and, like, you know, find someone writing a ticket, and he's like, oh, come on, I, I was there for five minutes. I am trying to solve the overpopulation crisis of the universe, and I'm just getting, like, my Starbucks. I was just going to be out, come on. And the guy's like, dude, you parked in a disabled space. It's not okay. You can't do this. There are people like with real disabilities who need Starbucks. And then he just like goes over to the trunk of his car, like taps him on the chest, and goes like, "You are gonna tear that thing up and eat it." Yeah. <laughs> One point for Harrison this week. <laughs> Great job, sir. 
That's excellent. Oh, right, I was, okay. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Jesus. See, I don't know how you, like you and Marshall, man, you, your imp improvisation skills are freaking on point. I think, uh, I think you need to play more D&D. &D. <laughs> yeah, would. probably. Everybody down in the comments too, I and then we're going to end the show, but I, I saw there was some news. I can't remember what the name of the show is that's coming out, but Netflix is basically like greenlit it for 12 episodes. And it was a live stream of a role-playing game done by like professional voice actors, and then they put animation over it. So like, oh. yeah, that seems really neat. So anybody um, down in the comments, like if if anybody's interested in that, I think that's a neat concept, and I've already kind of talked about it a tad. So if anybody would like to see maybe a Star Wars variation of it, or or maybe you guys have a cyberpunk's coming out, maybe when we want to do some some cyberpunk roleplay. Uh, let us know what you guys want to see down there. I think that's some really neat ideas, and like, uh, I would love to do a Star Wars one with you guys. I think that would be so much fun. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's think about that. Um, but like everybody down in the comments, get get that going. Let me know what you're thinking. But uh, with that being said, I think I'm going to close this out. Uh, thank you, Gilbert, so much for being on. Um, any any plugs this week? Uh, none really. I'm still working on Django. So, you know, just same as last week. Just keep on looking for that. Still? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, hey man, you want to be, you want to be dealing with this, wrangling all these lines together and finding Absolutely out that some of the, not. some of the actors didn't actually send some in. No, just bust your boss. Harrison. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, great job, by the way. I can't wait for that. Um, it's, it's, I'm super stoked for it. Everybody keep an eye out for Django. Uh, me and Gilbert have some really neat, like little, little, little ideas coming out of the way. Yeah. And then we also like, we've been, um, I'll break it here on the show. We have like the, uh, or I don't know if I did last week, but we have like a general grievous coming and that's going to be like the last issue of the, the age of Republic series. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do it like in the style of like the 2003, like clone wars, uh, show. And like, we're going to try and like recapture some, cause that was for many of us, like the first time we saw grievous. Um, so like, we're going to try and like, hopefully capture some of that magic with maybe like the music or the sounds from the animation. And then also, yeah, get our excellent voice actors in to do some great work and, and, uh, just add a whole new piece to the Star Wars canon in a really neat way. So I'm super stoked to do that with you guys. And, uh, Gilbert's you just, I can't praise you enough for your excellent work, sir. Thank you very much. I'm yeah, happy to be here. Cool. 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 Thanks, Gilbert. Crazy Uncle Harrison, it has always been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Hopefully we did it. <laughs> we didn't ruin too many friendships here on the Folk Report. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard because like off air, we, we all felt very strongly about our, our movie and to come here and to, um, to really not upset anybody. Uh, hopefully we didn't do that, but yeah. to also give our honest opinions and hopefully speak the mind of, of maybe uh, those who are being paid by Disney or being paid by other people. Uh, maybe they won't mention some other, you know, IGN. I'm, I don't remember them bringing up any of this stuff in their hardcore review. So uh, if you guys want to, you know, this, that's basically what we're doing here. Uh, yeah, just we're, speak we're in the mind of y'all. <laughs> exactly. But thank you, Uncle Harrison. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Any any coming up works that we have from you? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, so uh, last year, uh, the Figment uh, Journey into Imagination, based on the, the old Epcot ride, the comic dub of that came out. And uh, just this week, the, comic, the dub of the second run of comics, that's Figment Legacy 
of imagination has come out. Uh, so that is, again, starring me as uh, the main character, Dreamfinder. Cool, cool, cool. I've been meaning to check that out, but I keep <laughs> I keep forgetting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but, that's um, all right. <clears throat> it sounds amazing. What channel is this on? Um, so uh, the channel is, uh, I believe, Bison Yeti Studios. Right on. Bison Yeti Studios. Go ch- go check them out. It's a bit of a mouthful. Maybe you guys might want to um, think about making it a little shorter. No. <laughs> no, thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you, Harrison. And uh, I can't wait to, to check you out in that. And then also uh, keep an eye out for Harrison. I constantly have him uh, camo- uh, cam- camoing. How do we even pronounce <laughs> yeah, just, this? Yeah, camo- just blend in. Yeah, just showing up. Camoing. I can't do it. <laughs> Showing up <laughs> here and there in comics, um, it, it is cool. And uh, to close it out, uh, the Padme comic—that's uh, actually a really neat comic that um, I'm super stoked to do because that is our girl power comic. Actually, um, like we're gonna take all—it's—it's it's the best of like uh, the girl voice actresses that we are female voice actresses that we've been using um, here on the the comic experience. So it's, it's really neat to get them all in like starring roles. I'm super stoked for that. Cause they, they always kind of get stuck with some of the, the smaller roles in the star Wars comics. So total girl power comic coming out. And then all the male role voices in that are actually voiced by all the Fulcrum report guys. So, <laughs> so I thought that would be a, a nice little send off, uh, for, to, to have us show up for the, uh, for the age of Republic comic, but cool, cool, cool. Um, I am your host, Sebastian. You can follow me on the Instagram and Twitter at Revan Winter Soldier. Um, don't forget to smash that like button. Hit the subscribe um, little other button. <laughs> so you could uh, you could subscribe, subscribe to our channel. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, hit the little bell notification <laughs> so you uh, know when our videos come up. Our comics are going to slide right into your notifications when you do that. And then uh, comment below. Don't forget to let us know uh, what you guys thought of Captain Marvel, what you guys want us to talk about next week. Some some weeks I'm, I'm kind of racking my brain and being like, oh, there's so much to talk about. What do we talk about? If you guys let me down, you know, know down in the comments, we can direct it in, uh, into a direction that you guys would like to talk about. So... With that being said, this has been Fulcrum Report 32, uh, Captain Marvel Review, out. It's like you couldn't do, like, I don't know. I'm like, trying to think of, like, and it is funny because of the Steve, like, Do, like, 90s. Stevie Nicks or something. I know that's not the 90s, but I don't care. That's, like, a, good, that's a good... Get Limp Biscuit in there. Like... <laughs> get some fresh dirt. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> or, like, you, but know, you just lost, um, lost the right to talk about music.